the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Today's gospel reading is of the parable of the wicked vine dressers, or sometimes referred to as the wicked tenants. And the owner of the vineyard, in this case, is God the Father. And he establishes and prepares a vineyard, a vineyard. he prepares it, and he finds tenants, tenants to lease the vineyard, Uh, as he goes away on an extended journey. And so the vineyard here is God's people, and the tenants are the the Jewish leaders. And so the owner rightfully sends servants to collect part of the harvest, and the tenants beat each of the three, uh, the three servants that come, which are symbolic of the prophets, and they kill the, and then they kill the owner's son, which of course is Christ himself. And there are many things that we can reflect on from this gospel, but I will reflect on how this teaches us, how this parable teaches us God's worthiness of our worship. God's worthiness of our worship. And I I say this because it's not difficult to believe that there is God, but it can be difficult to understand or to believe that this God that exists seeks a dynamic relationship with his creation. And sometimes that's more of the struggle. So I will just reflect on three reasons or three things from the gospel reading that, re- that reveals God's worthiness of our worship. The first one is that he seeks out meaningful relationship with his creation. God is self-sufficient. He is not in need of us. But he wants us to share in everything that is of him. For any of you parents, you, you probably recognize that there is no logic to having children. Because uh, most of the day, we contemplate the meaning of life. And then at night, when they're sleeping, we're like, wow, they're so cute. We love them so much. And then it's on repeat every day. And then people have a second and a third and a fourth. And that's even worse. <laughs> but it's because that the parents, they find that there is a meaningful dynamic that's happening in this family. And they themselves have experienced something that is unique that they want to share with others. And so they want to, them to enjoy what they have been able to see as good. And similarly, God is all goodness. And out of his love, he wants to share with his creation. And so just as your children carry your characteristics, your traits, and your spirit, and yes, children, if you, look, you can look to your parents and you can say hi to yourself in the next, you know, in the, after 30 years, um, but that is because we carry the spirit of our, many times the spirit of our parents. We carry many things. And so God himself has also put in us things of him. And so he chooses every single one of us, and he shows us that by using the tenant as an example. The owner of a place chooses uh, their tenant, right? They didn't have the, you know, the Fair Housing Act back then. Uh, But but in this case, he chooses who will uh, occupy or who will take over his vineyard. Just as St. Peter, he says, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. 
And so, and he, and he took responsibility for still providing a suitable vineyard for this tenant. And that is part of the parent's role, is to protect, to defend, and to provide for their children despite how they treat them up to a certain age. Um, and in this parable, as expressed in the Gospel of Matthew, we read that there was a certain landowner who planted a vineyard and set a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. And the point is, is that God prepares everything for his creation. We may not agree with how he prepared certain things, but his promise is that everything is set up for his creation to live a life of freedom in Christ and a life that produces wine-grade grapes and not bitter grapes. Because there is a parable in Isaiah, a prophecy in Isaiah, that reflects a similar parable. And in that, he distinguishes how he came to this vineyard and there were that he, he had an expectation for good grapes and it turned out to be wild grapes, meaning it was bitter. So he says, I will set you up so that you, you can expect good fruits. And so God is worthy of worship, of our worship, because he seeks out a meaningful relationship with humanity by giving us his spirit and by preparing our lives in a way that it can be carried out righteously. The second is that God is worthy of our worship because he um, has an unordinary hope in his creation. There's something strange that happens in today's gospel, which is that he sends four people. He sends three servants. The first one was beaten. The second one was beaten and treated shamefully. The third one was wounded. And then the fourth one, who is, Christ, who is the son, was killed. And because God desires these relationships, um, he also has hope uh, in our repentance. He sent three servants. What kind of owner sends a servant after the first one got beaten, sends a second one? And after the second one is, is dealt with worse, sends a third one and then decides to send his son? That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. And so, but the servants and the son know that they are risking their lives. But the thing is, is that we're not dealing with any ordinary father, any ordinary servants, or any ordinary son. For them, it's worth it. It's worth it for them, for the servants, because it opens the possibility of the relationship intended to exist and to bring in the coming of the kingdom of God. For the servants, it's clear that there is a very deep relationship that they had with the owner to be willing to risk their lives for him. But as we read at the end of the gospel, whoever falls on that stone will be broken, meaning that they allowed themselves to be broken and humbled. They recognized that the owner was worthy of their sacrifice. And so what does it teach us or warn us about ourselves, this same issue of the three servants? is that it teaches us that God extends offering after offering in order for us to repent, to correct ourselves, to establish boundaries in our lives, to seek help, to build courage spiritually, to deny ourselves more and more. And also it teaches us that every day we should fight against our passions because when they aren't treated, they just get worse. The tenants went from beating to beating and and treating them shamefully, to wounding and then killing. 
and we are capable of doing more than what we think. And so this parable is, a, is also a warning for us to, to fall on the stone, to be broken, to humble, humble ourselves. But we are encouraged because God has more hope in us than anyone else could. The third reason that God is worthy of worship, of our worship, is that God gives his creation free will. Mankind... Um, Mankind can be interesting in the sense that we think that because God allows the world to take its course with good and evil, that we pretend that God isn't there. And the tenants, when they saw the sun, they thought, we will take his inheritance. So it means that they assumed probably that the father is dead, because why would the son come? And so the father, out of his desire for a genuine relationship, he is careful not to impose himself on his creation so that each can exercise their free will. In the parable, as expressed again as in Isaiah, so he expected it to bring forth good grapes, but it brought forth wild grapes. So he desires a certain way, but he allows us to make our own choices. And he warns us that without him, our fruits will not be good grapes, but they will be wild, bitter grapes. When we exercise our free will separate from God's will, then we pretend God isn't present in our lives. And we may even produce less sweet grapes and say, it's healthier, right? If I have something, uh, uh, my, my will is different than God's will, I may try to excuse it by saying, the less sweet grapes, it's, it's healthier, or I like a little tartness, right? But nobody likes tart, okay? Let's be real. Um, so God is worthy of worship because he grants us many graces and yet gives us the opportunity to exercise our free will in choosing him. So again, the three reasons or three reflections from today's gospel as to why God is worthy of our worship is that he seeks out meaningful relationship with his creation. He has an unordinary hope in his creation. And three is that he gives his creation free will. And Jesus, he summarizes everything that we reflected on in, in John chapter 15. And his message to each of us is that no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father, I have made, no, made known to you. So now it's different. Jesus is saying, I will, I will share with you everything that is meaningful without me imposing on your free will, but I will share with you everything. He says, you did not choose me. But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another and glory be to God forever. Amen. We exalt you worthily with Elizabeth your cousin in saying blessed are